Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. <laughs> so last week made the monologue and got some pushback. I don't really want to discuss the pushback from the monologue because stay on everything that was stated. But there was one thing in particular criticism as far as um balance. When that was a thing that I actually did read where they was like, well, um, it's not okay to have balance, it's not okay to have balance. That that was a recurring um rebuttal. So I think it's important to really talk about balance and what does it really mean? So very rarely in life are you going to have balance. I think that the whole goal of life is to be unbalanced so you can achieve balance, but you have to be unbalanced at a certain point to achieve balance. Mm -hmm. So this isn't theory. In 2015, I was on the couch. All right, guys, yes. welcome back. Market Mondays. Yeah, happy Monday. Happy October. October it is. October's very own. Coming in with the pumpkins. Pumpkin pie for everybody. Fourth quarter has officially commenced. Kobe in the fourth. That's a fizz. Huh? It's going to be Halloween havoc for some. Halloween <laughs> havoc. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't mention any names, but boy. Get your costume ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Kobe okay. and Shaq, shout out to shout out to Ross and me for that. Absolutely, I was happy to see that. Yeah, happy to see that. Shout yeah. out to them, MMG. All Speaking right. of other dynamic duos, how you how long y'all think Travis and uh Taylor gonna last? The Super Bowl <laughs> play is imminent. Shout out to Taylor and the great marketing. Yeah, they told Minnesota clear clear the suite now. <laughs> this is a, a traveling show at this point. Got one. Whew. Got one. They almost lost that game. Yo, yeah. Shout out to, to Zach Wilson, man. He put on for the city. Yeah, they almost lost that he game. Well. He did. He great, absolutely did. Great comeback. Great comeback for Colorado also. Absolutely. Shout out to, shout out to Colorado. It almost beat USC. Mm-hmm. Seven point loss. Um, Only in horseshoes. Three and two is the record. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it was a highly respectable loss, though, for sure. Um, yeah, USC, USC got dropped. They went back a spot. They should have. That, that was a that was a not impressive win. They went back. They went so. Um, all right. They got a, they got a big week ahead of themselves as well. Shout out to all of the football enthusiasts out there. Big <laughs> week for Ernie Alicia, one of the one of the smartest young artists in the game. Somebody who um really enjoyed having a conversation with. He's one of these people that transcends music. Vic Mensa. Uh, hey, okay. Convo, Chicago. Gas. Yeah. Chicago's yes. very own. Gas. <laughs> Dope entrepreneur, man. He got a lot going on for himself. He got a whole festival that he runs in, in Ghana. Speaking of Ghana, get your tickets uh, yes, to Market yes, Monday. Yes, Ghana. Yes, but yes. you know, he's he's half Guyan. His father's from Ghana. Um, so him and Chance the Rapper, they went out there last year. They had like 30,000 people did a festival. So great conversation about that and about connecting with Ghana, specifically Africa. Mm-hmm. And then he has a new uh, cannabis strand that he started, brand. Um, and he's he's uh, obviously a recording artist. So we talked about that. But he's into a variety of different things. He's like um, one of these people that, you know, speak for the voice of a generation. Um outside of just music like he's bigger influence than just music he's him and like vince staples is another one of these kind of guys staples a lot so they, they, i think their voice is even bigger than the music that they make like you mm-hmm. know what i mean like they, they're they're pretty impactful people as far as their information that they provide and their their takes on things yeah both i think both gentlemen especially vince there's a lot of depth to them and so having them in these these type of settings where they can actually show the brilliance i think is important man he's a dope dude um a lot a lot going on and I know that the you know going back to Ghana was a part of it, but he talks in the episode about some of his plans to to spread the diaspora throughout the world. Um, mm-hmm. Stay tuned, lock in for that one. That's a dope one. Tomorrow, one o'clock. Yes. Vic, Vic Mensa. Shout out to Vic. That's all that. Um, and yes, get your tickets to Chicago, October twenty yes. second. Yes, Can I big wait? plans. Should we announce these plans or let's go for it? Okay. We here now. Why wouldn't we? We I told you we was gonna, <laughs> we was gonna have some surprises. So yep. We're still going to keep some in the bag, but um, joining us on stage. Last time we did this, we made history. We sold out two shows back to back in another country. So we are revisiting this situation for Chi-Town, Chicago. Yes, we going to do the mashup. We will have 19 keys on stage. That's my brother. For pre- a special set, a special set. Mm. Uh, collaboration situation. We did it, like I said, we did it in Toronto and it was a massive success to say the least. Yes. So um, Chicago, Market Mondays Live, High Level Conversations, 19 Keys will be joining us. Special guests. Special guests, 19 Keys. Yes. We, got some, we got some other guests as well. Um, and just, 10 people will be winning a two-year scholarship to Stock Club and two years in Sniper absolutely for free and you will be logged in that night. So... All my people in Tinley Park, Southside Chicago, 
West Side, North Side, those of y'all in Everson, come on out, get your tickets. If you're there, you have a chance to be in Stock Club. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. I want to make the Midwest some money. So we only did two shows in North in in America for this tour, LA and Chicago. Mm -hmm. And this is the only one where we'll have 19 keys on the bill with us. Like I said, we did it in Toronto, Canada, and back that, back that back went back. crazy. Legend, back legendary. Back. So and, and both both on stage performances were completely different, which is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be complete. Keith's gonna give a different show every time. Every single yep. so um get your tickets October 22nd, seven mm -hmm. o'clock central time, Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. wait, wait, Ian wait. Dunlap, Earn Your Leisure, 19 Keys, special guest. Ian's giving a giveaway, 10 people yep. randomly selected. We'll be probably throwing in some giveaways yep. randomly selected. Um, don't miss your opportunity to network with like-minded people. It's going to be a special night in Chicago. Um, get there early. And let's be honest, David Gross in L.A. told everybody about the commercial real estate crash before anybody on CNBC or Bloomberg was talking about it. Let's yeah. be super clear. Let's be clear. Super Let's clear. Be clear Super about these clear. situations, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. So go to the link right now. Get your tickets. Link in the bio. Link in the description of this video. Link will be pinned. Um, get your tickets to Chicago on yes. October 22nd. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to our partners at Ally uh, for the, the, the brilliance of believing in a brand that is empowering a nation, empowering the world, really. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Allah. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. You know what this what time it is. It's time to do your own research. Here's a disclaimer. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making an investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or Otherwise, this is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please yes. share the research. Continue to share the research. And if it's really great research, give credit to the person you found it from. Love is love. Ian, Ian, any announcements? Yes. I want everyone tonight to put in the chat. What do you want me to cover at Market Mondays in Chicago? And what questions you want me to answer? Number two, uh, click the link in my bio on Instagram to join the newest version of Stock Club. It's only $4.99 a month. That will probably come to an end in November. And of course, if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Shout out to Rotimi and Punch. I ran into them yesterday at the airport. Okay. Speaking of another amazing interview that y'all did. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. So check out the interview that Rotimi did um, a couple months ago with Troy Rashad. Take your notes and then tune in to Vic. I like Vic a lot. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Vic is dope. Dope conversation. Yeah. Shout out to Timmy's dope. Shout out to Ghana. Shout out to Punch. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, so is the collapse of FTX responsible for the suppression of the crypto market and is now the time to load the boat on crypto? Um, I definitely do believe that when the scandal broke out with FTX, it did have a significant impact on crypto as a whole. A whole. If you look at it, they were probably the number one or number two promotional vehicle for crypto in addition to being a market maker, even though Bitcoin has went up a little bit um, over the last couple of weeks, we cannot 
take away the importance of Sam Bankman Freed, FTX, and what he meant to the crypto market. So with their collapse, it did have an impact on crypto and the belief overall, although the banks have been very clear, have been suppressing it so that they can take away all the value for the next 10 years as they've ruined some markets. Now they see crypto as a potential exit for them. Um, so I do believe that FTX going down did have a negative impact on uh, crypto and the gains that have not been present this year. We pretty much have been flat. I mean, Bitcoin opened up at 16,675. We're at 282 right now. But the last two months have been a bloodbath. And a couple a year ago, everyone was saying that it's going to be anti-inflationary and it's not tied to the stock market. And we can see that it has been tied a lot more. But I do think now is the time to buy. Um, if Bitcoin got to 24,917, that's the area I would want to buy in. Hopefully by next year, we'll be back to 34,000. But at that level of 24 and some change, I do like it for the long term. Okay. What about Ethereum? Um, well, Ethereum, you're seeing, what, what you're saying, you see Bitcoin at what number? I'm seeing it at 20, a little over 28,000. Yes, at 28,000. If it goes down to 24, Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, the, the, that's where I would want to want to buy in. Yeah. Yes, I like Ethereum at um fifteen eighty six fifty. Hopefully by next year it can be back to twenty seven nineteen. Um, so I think crypto will do well, unlike some shows that are breaking up right now. But um, Bitcoin and Ethereum, I'm I, I'm long on pause, uh, for the considerable future. Yo, you're on so, fire, man. You're on fire. Yeah, I would, and, and you mentioned the, the buying time for, for crypto. And for those that are in the space, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but that Bitcoin Bitcoin having is happening uh, next year, I think around May or June. And so this is that, that's, it, it feels like this is that time, right? Like if we watch Bitcoin, yeah. we know it moves in cycles, usually like a three to four year cycle. And so you tell a story about when you were in Asia and it was that was 2017. Right. And so yeah. four years later, three to four years later, it's 2020. We saw it appreciate, go up to 20, come all the way back down. Right. During the pandemic, we saw it at 3000, shoot up to 60, pull all the way back down to 20. Are we in the midst of that type of cycle happening now due to the having that taking place next year? Are we right at that doorstep where it's like, all right, if we're interested in crypto, if we're interested in Bitcoin, this this is our segue. Yeah, this is the time I, I would pick it up right before all the institutions um, get heavier in the space. Like Larry, you think is openly talking this book about how much he loves Bitcoin and crypto, which is the opposite of what Jamie did in 2017 or 2016 um, on behalf of JP Morgan. So I, I think it's definitely now the time to get in. Anytime you look over a five, four or five year horizon, you're going to be okay. But while it's flat here back in the 20 range, 28,000 range, um, this would be a good time to accumulate that XRP Ethereum for the for the long term. Yeah, this is like one of those scenarios that higher highs, higher lows. So if 60 was the high, are we do we think it can go higher than that on this run? If all the institutions get involved in it and because market dynamics remain true in every field, what pushed it up? I mean, of course, on the back end, like the retail environment, being interested in it helped. But it was really the VCs and institutions that were really pushing it to go up. Notice like when they started to exit around 45 and 50, when it finally hit, got to 69, it began to topple. There were no more buyers. In order for a market to continue to go higher, you need people to buy it. Um, the thing that would help is if 
of course the the spot ETF would help. More futures trading would help. But if it became by law mandatory that it had to be implemented for 1k plans that will push it to a hundred thousand the thing that will prevent us the stock market in general from going through like a great depression which we'll talk about later is that there's a law that, that certain amount of companies have to buy these stocks to put them in a 401k plan or a sep ira like so there's enough liquidity there for the stock market to keep it afloat we haven't seen something like that for bitcoin yet but hopefully in the next 10 years that will be there and then if there's uh, these are enrolled into employment 401k plans. It'll give it a lot more volume as well. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, rest in peace to Tupac. Uh, Keith D was arrested uh, by Las Vegas police. With the help Even of Vlad. With the help of a lot of people. <laughs> With the help of a lot of people. Bro. Thank you, Officer Vlad. I appreciate you. Thank you for writing the book when yourself. Keep, when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. I didn't do it, but if I did, here's how. Hey. That's crazy times that we're yep, crazy yep, times yep. that we're living in. Um, okay. The month of September was one of the roughest in recent years. Do you believe the fourth quarter will be better for the market? Yeah, historically, whenever we've had bad Decembers, we normally have positive returns for the fourth quarter. Also, too, September is really important because of the fiscal year climate. So um, I think we'll start to see a lot more buying in October. I think we'll be fine, especially like amongst the Magnificent Seven. We'll be fine. Um, a lot of stocks came down to lows where relatively I would like them. Like if Apple got to 162, I would want to buy in there. It's currently a 173 and it hit a high in July of 198. So Every time we have a September, we average between two to seven percent for the fourth quarter. So unless this UAW strike remains, I'm still interested to see when people have to start paying back loans on a student loan side, how much of an impact that will have. The government shutdown won't have that big of an impact. But the biggest thing is if the Fed will keep raising rates, if they announce they won't raise rates for the rest of the year. Definitively, I think that that will ease a little bit of the pressure, and then the, the stock market will be a okay going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, historically, when people ask why, uh, I would I always look at his, what does history tell us. And historically, the fourth quarter has been the Money. best quarter to trade in, right? So if we look at over the past forty to fifty years, the Nasdaq, on average, the, the best month to trade in has been uh, no, well, January is the, the best month uh, with the average growth of two two and a half percent november is the second with 1.8 percent growth and december is is, is third with 1.7 that's the nasdaq so yeah. i mean you would think all right that makes sense but let's look at other indexes so the s p and I'm, I'm going off my almanac when i'm talking about history mm-hmm. for the s p the number one uh month to invest in is november with an average return of 1.7 so that's a broader look inside the market over 500 mm-hmm. companies Second is April and third is December. So you got two months inside of the fourth quarter for both the S&P and the NASDAQ. And then the Dow Jones, best month to trade in, April. Second is November with the average return of 1.7%. December is third with 1.6%. And so across the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ, two of the three months inside of the quarter are the best on record to trade in. So will the fourth quarter be better? Yeah, because we're right now in October kind of ends it that that historical worst six months to tr- months to trade in September being the worst. October been kind of shaky over the, the past ten to fifteen years. 
Um, yeah. But we're headed toward the best time of the year if you're trading. And uh, the Christmas rally has been coming a lot earlier this year. Normally toward going into Christmas, stock market usually has a rally. Hedge funds are taking on clients. So the existing clients that you have, you can't really recruit a bunch of new clients if you're down a bunch of money. So, um, and I said, I think last year when we did Hulu um, at Madison Square, the first and fourth quarter are the best months to trade. It would be best to sit out the third anyway. And by this time, if you're going according to your trading plan, you should only have a few more trades up until November anyway, and you should be able to close out the year very strong. So the bookend, so like uh, trading the first hour and the last hour is ideal for trading, but on a quarterly cycle, trading the first quarter and fourth quarter are ideal, and this is a great time to pick up shares to roll into the next year as well. It's also simple. It's yeah. also simple. All, all seasonal, all history. Yep. yep. Okay, so um, the VIX rose 50% in the last 10 days. What key levels do we need to know uh, and what do we need to keep our eyes on to better have gains in the market? And what is the VIX again for people that aren't familiar with the VIX? Yeah, the volatility index is a measure of what the volatility is doing in the market or how choppy the market can be. So if the VIX gets down to $12.46, chaos is on the way so the vix does the opposite of our market so the lower the vix gets is usually a sign that the market is at a high and about to crash and if we get to 1988 that means that stocks are going to boom so if a vix has a high there's usually a low end for the stock market and the stock market is going to go up if vix is at a low it means stocks are going to come down so for example if we go back to COVID. The VIX got to 85 bucks. Every Ooh. stock on earth was at its low. I know, right? And now from 2020 through earlier this month, we got to a low of 14 or, or excuse me, 12 and a half and some change. So um, if you go back to 1987, VIX was at $172.79. It was all hell on earth. Ever since then, the market has never hit that same volatility score again. So when the VIX is high, it is then time to buy. I'm channeling my inner, uh, 19 keys. Um, this keys, you've been in the studio a lot lately. Can't wait to hear what you're working on. So if the VIX is at a high and the stock market is time to buy. Right, because that means that the, the prices are, are lower than they usually are. So is there a number? Is there a number inside the VIX? And I remember during during COVID, we were watching that number and we were like, if it gets to that 35 to 40 range, mm -hmm. we, we could trend high. Is there a number that you look at to say, all right, did this some 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 cause for alarm? Yeah, $34.80. Okay. So if, if it gets there, I'm more, and we're so far off from that now. And even though every week there's an, like UAW, um, Hollywood ended their strike, but now musicians are quietly talking about do they need to strike, which you guys do. I mean, because if a fan is having to stream your album 20 times a day for you to make $25 off a fan, that's insane. But the market has remained relatively calm. This is one of the calmest environments. Like September was bloody. But overall, the crypto market has been positive. Stock market has been positive. We haven't seen that much volatility. But yeah, if it gets to the 34, 3480 spot, that's when I'll have a little bit of concern and trepidation. Yeah. And I mean, that would be a great correlation if, if people would look at, pull up the VIX, and you can type it in as your ticker, VIX, and just look at mm -hmm. what it did for the last month, even with all the volatility or the, the pullback in the market. The VIX never got above 20. Facts. Right, so that sh that should tell you there's some stability happening here. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
So um, speaking of volatility, we want to talk about some shows that are not having the greatest time. Or should we move forward? Who, who are you talking about? What show are you talking about? What's the blueprint to having a long-term running media empire and show, Rashad and Troy? Oh, we can skip it. Positive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of breakups happening too, Troy. Do you have any marriage advice for those who may be going through a tough time? Um, yeah. <laughs> Communicate openly. Com- communication yeah. is the key. Um, and I've been big on being present uh, for for everyone in uh, moments where you have allocated time. So mm-hmm. if, if if I've made a uh, a day and I've said I'm allocating to this, I'm I'm dedicated to that, then my full presence is there in that moment. Um, but as far as like our shows, I think communication yeah. is the key. Um, mutual respect is key and value add. Um, gotcha. I think those, those, those are the three components that we've seen some people lack, uh, but that's something that, you know, I've, we've heard Shadi talk about a bunch, right? We don't know how to effectively communicate with each other, whether it that's be good, in the streets, yeah. whether it be in business, whether it be on a team. Um, and so it's a skill that is not taught, but it's a skill that needs to be learned. So if we can lead by demonstration, so be it. I would say as far as breakups, um, it almost impossible that it ever works out. 90%, there's always exceptions to the rule. 90% of people, when you look at music groups, when you look at podcasters, people that left, they never made more money than what they did when they were with the, the band. Mm-hmm. The band, the band never does better. Migos, the band never does better separately than it does collectively. You said 90%. I just said 90%. I said you agreed. Just said that. 90%. 90%. So because when you're leaving, you're looking at it from a, like what you're not getting or you can be a bigger star. It's never going to be perfect, but the collective made you who you are. Your ego is going to drop you tremendously. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time this is an important lesson for everybody to understand. You're never going to be happy. It's to be able to accept where you are. There's always going to be something. Work harder to not be in that spot that you're in if you don't like it too. That's the other part I don't think this talked about enough is like bring more value then if you want more value to be given to you. Yeah, or just just accept it. Like Dennis Rodman, right? Accepted his role as a rebounder, as a defensive player. Never was a 20-point scorer. Never led the league in assists. Never, you know, but that's his role for the team, mm-hmm. right? You leave the team, now you put your, your career at jeopardy. So I think it's important to understand your role for the team and accept it and be okay with it because when you leave nine times out of ten, you're going to be in a worse situation than you were previously. Very rarely do you leave and you're in a better situation. Happens, but most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time when these groups break up, they're never the same. Can I ask something? One twelve was never the same. The <laughs> jagged edge was never Not the, the same. one twelve. Drew, nah, Drew Hill got six numbers. Fat Fat Boys was never the same. Wasn't peace. Can I ask something to what your point? Because you, what you're saying, is Rockefeller that, Records was never the same. Yeah. To the point of accepting your role inside of that acceptance, it needs to be a level of excellence inside of it, right? So, like, if this is going to be my role, then I need to be exceptional at it. Yep. I can't be mediocre at it. Like, I need to be exceptional at it. So that analogy we use with Rodman, yes, when he was on Detroit, 
he accepted that role, but he made it a challenge to say, you know, I'm going to be the best defender. I'm going to yeah. be the best rebounder. I might not be the best teammate, right? Or maybe he is. Some of his teammates will say he is, but I'm going to be the, I'm going to be exceptional at the thing that my role has mitigated me to be. And most people don't do that. They'll say, all right, this is my role. Well, this is my role. This is what I got to do. Nah, be great at it. Be great at it. Because in the event that you do leave, and like you said, most of the times, 90%, it probably won't work. But if you're excellent and you excel at the role that you had, you can take that role somewhere else. Now, you're probably not going to have the same level of success most times, but you've excelled in an area. It's never going to work out. Instead of looking at where you should be, look at where you came from. Like you could be homeless, right? And now y'all working together and now you became a millionaire. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking that you're not where you should be. So you leave to pursue your own personal thing. But look at where you actually came from. It's actually a miracle that you actually achieved the success that you did achieve. And that's because of the teamwork. So this is a story we can kind of just keep saying over and over again. It's going to keep happening because it's human nature. Human nature is always going to be pride, ego. It's always going to be somebody else in your ear. It's the story of Othello. There's always going to be whisperers in your ear that will sow deceit, that will feed your ego. And after a while, it's only so much that a person can hear before they start to believe what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. And then it changes the dynamic. And now they start to be passive aggressive. They start to act out of character. They do things like come late on purpose, variety of different things that you see happening. And this is bigger than just shows, but it just happens in the workplace. It happens. Yeah. Um, And no matter how many times, no matter how many examples that you see, it's going to continue to happen because (laughs) human nature, especially men, human nature will always lead to breakups. It just happens. Unfortunately, and like I said, you would think that people would just learn from other people's success. Like, yo, nah, Rockefeller was never, Jay-Z is still Jay-Z, but the vast majority of those people, it didn't work out for them. The same way it was when they were together, you would think like, all right, let's use this as an example. No, it's not. It's going to, it's going to continue to happen. Put out a post last week that a podcast in 2.0, this version of the business model is dead. And some people are like, why are you still doing the show? I'm like, well, our show has been profitable from inception. Um, I think the business models need to change. But if we look at Spotify, over the last fiscal year, Spotify profit margin is negative 3.6%. Operating margin is negative 6.9%. Gross margin is only 24.9%. And the EBITDA margin is negative 5.494%. Return on assets is negative 12%. Return on equity for Spotify is negative 42%. So if they are a market maker and they put a billion dollars into shows and they are net negative, what does that tell you about most of the people who are in the space? And I'm going to say it. A lot of you music executives who tried to pull the okie doke on a lot of black artists and got them to run over the same trick that you're trying to pull. We're not going to let that shit fly. I still can't get told what the real answer, what a show listener or a stream is worth. And, and it happens. Like I read, I read every comment. This happens with this show. We've, we've part, we've have a partnership that works. We've had a platform. Ian had expertise. We've come together. It's a back and forth dynamic. It's a ask questions, answers the questions. We add our commentary to the questions. It's been a successful formula here. We've done shows. We've done a world tour, made money. Mm -hmm. This is a, a formula that has worked. 
And I see comments every once in a while, but I see comments. Ian, I can't wait for you to leave and do your own show. <laughs> well, that well, that's that's you're sowing a level of deceit that it's it's not needed. Yeah, but it's also speaks to the level of dysfunction that we have as people. I won't even say just black people, just as people, right? Yeah. Whenever something works too well, we want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. You want to change? Like, Somebody was like, "Yo, y'all changed." I know y'all didn't get to hang around Diddy by you still talking voovti. I'm like, I've been talking the same shit since then, and I still ain't met Puff. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> we didn't get here. I didn't get a, initiated into Doja's Illuminati. Like. <laughs> And also to even with doing more shows, if you most people are not <laughs> doing Doja's shows, Illuminati, shout to Doja, the album decent. It sounds like the funding not there, but you know, Sam Smith, I ain't in his Illuminati. You <laughs> know, but now stop doing that because they do that all the time. Like they do that all the say. time. We'll be at the NBA finals and like, where's MG the mortgage guy? I don't know. I don't know where he's at. Like everybody is not together all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying, like, stop doing that. <laughs> I think oh my god. But they uh, like, it, it happens if I if you're not somewhere right and I'm there the first thing I'll ask like I could be with my yo it's Bashada mm-hmm. probably with his family I don't know they I mean they they see us together all the time but stop doing that you, you, you it's it's unnecessary I, I told you before we were coming I did a podcast and the guy was like man I miss when you and Rashad argued I'm like why <laughs> I bring oh, yeah. that energy back. Yo, 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 Shadi, you switch roles with Ian. <laughs> Thank you. You're arguing. Yeah, but he can have a leather jacket. I'm cool. I'm so peaceful. Drinking my Bro. little coconut water. Yeah, I'm cool. Because I told everybody, like, once I got done yelling in Vegas two years ago, and y'all don't listen. Cool. I'm gonna let y'all deal with what's happening. I told y'all about Coinbase. Oh God, you don't know. Da, 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 da. All right. Cool. I feel you. Coinbase negative profit margin of eighty two percent. Negative operating margin of 48%. Negative EBITDA margin of 50.8%. FTX blows up. And here comes Larry Fink and Jamie Dimon at the same damn time. Like, let me pick up all these assets and run the shit to the moon. At the same damn time. And, and once again, this is the last thing I'll say about this. As a business, because this is a business lesson here. Um, it's only going to work if everybody can put their egos aside. If everybody can accept their roles. And if everybody's eating, that's the only way it's going to work. It's not going to work. If one of those things are missing out the equation, it's not going to work. Everybody has to eat. Everybody has to put their ego aside. Everybody has to accept their roles. And everybody's roles are different. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay that sometimes people will excel faster than you. And they will have different opportunities that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you have to be okay with. You're not. Everybody can't be Joe Montana. Everybody can't be Deion Sanders. Everybody can't be Michael Jordan, right? These are all champions. The reason why I use these examples is because everybody won a ring. Everybody made money. Mm-hmm. Now, some made, Michael Jordan made more money than Craig Elo. He did. Craig he did. Allen was better. He's, 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 he's more of a special person. Yeah. Craig Elo's not a champ, though. He's, he's, he's more of a special person. I you, I'm saying Craig Elo's not a champ. Steve Curry would be Steve better. Steve Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you're in your business, accept that, be okay with it. And that's how everybody's going to accelerate. The moment that you don't accept it and the moment that you try to fight against it, well, Kevin Durant left one of the greatest teams of all time. 
There's no need for that situation to happen. It was internal issues from a variety of different people inside of the organization. Shout out to Katie. I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying yeah. this is a this is a perfect example. You have literally one of the greatest teams ever assembled. There's no need for, to break it up. There's no need Would to break it up. Get rid of Draymond. Pride and ego. Not accepting your roles. Not yeah. accepting people that are higher levels than yourself. Yeah. This is this this goes back to Cain and A. This goes back to the beginning of time. That's a great example. This goes back to the beginning of time. Like, I mean, we, we have to stop stop doing that because it's never gonna be the same. It's never gonna be the same. That's a great example. Jordan he, Poole called him an expensive backpack. You deserve <laughs> that punch. Once that came out, I was like, bro, what you expect? But that was that was what Kate, I mean, that's what he said, right? Like when they got in that argument when in first the clippers, when he didn't pass on the ball and there was no repercussion for it. He realized that the dynamics had changed, and this is was going to be somebody he could stay. Yep. Be mindful, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Okay. Do you believe the Fed is done raising rates? I think at this point, if they continue to raise rates, they even though they want the economy to slow down, they're going to cause a bubble to rip across a bunch of markets that they don't plan to. So I've been asking for the last two years. Why haven't they announced that we were in recession? Somebody finally told me two weeks ago that if they reveal that we are, are in a recession right now, it will become clear to the public and it will have to be reported on that many pension funds are actually negative at this time. And there will be a revolt by the people. So I don't think they can afford to raise interest rates any higher, especially with the cost of mortgages being damn near double what they were last year with very little consumer confidence 74 percent of people who were polled over the last month are not optimistic about the economy and that includes people that make over two million dollars a year going into an election cycle i don't think either presidential candidate wants rates to go higher because it diminishes their chance for actually winning and anyone running doesn't want that either and also the fed chair has to worry about when will he be replaced when that time is needed. So I think for the foreseeable future, they need to stop raising rates and, and go into a plan of just keeping rates at where they are until at least one sector begins to stabilize. If you have the auto workers striking, like I said, Hollywood just came out of a strike, cryptos and shambles. We only have probably seven to 12 companies that are viable outside of the magnificent seven. That is a recipe for disaster, and they keep kicking this can down the road. I, I don't think they can afford to raise rates any higher. So you think they're stopping them? They have to, unless he wants to get fucking fired. Yeah, I mean, all, all signs. Please, no profanity. Please. YouTube. What? Huh? What? We, we're trying to, you know. Like children. Okay. Yeah, children. Are watching. Oh, you got children and sponsors. Please. I'll self <laughs> <laughs> Look at Rashad trying to control Ian narrative. <laughs> Yo, he trying to control your energy. Not Dave, Dave Dashwood, you can't let another man tell you what to nah, say. No, nah, but last week he was cursing, man. He trying to control you, bro. Um, see, I'm. Let me get back to this energy. My energy. <laughs> I got my. You see my, you see my sleeve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Family, my, big family. Oh, my brother. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, all signs are, are, are pointing to maybe one more raise. Th this is the un... It's unfortunate. Bad things have to happen um, in our economy. And people are going to be... They're going to be casualties of the bad things. And so 
in order for us to stop raising rates, they have to see things like delinquency rates, which are increasing, unemployment. They need mm -hmm. to see that increase. And they are. And that's unfortunate. So if we look at, at delinquency rates when it comes to consumer loans, like credit cards, auto loans, that has gone up over the past year and year and a half. The consumer bankruptcy filings, mm -hmm. this is interesting, that has also gone up. But there is something that has started today that is also going to cause a large number of delinquency oh, I hope I hope they're the same thing. Yep. And that is student loan repayments. Yep. It's been three years. We haven't paid. The time has come. Bill is still now all these things are going to affect whether or not interest rates will stop being raised. It, it's unfortunate, right? Like we have to have bad things happen in order for them to take a stance and say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna stop doing this. So all signs are pointing to maybe one more. Um, mm -hmm. but if news keeps coming in that these these numbers are rising, there'll be more potential for them to be lenient and say, all right, well, the economy's moving in a direction that we like. We don't have to raise it. Spending has come down. Let's stay here. Three points real quick. Uh, BMO Bank has disclosed that mortgages were $32.8 billion were negatively amortized in Canada in the third quarter. The U.S. government is currently spending more than $33 trillion in national debt, so that is higher than what we're spending on national defense. That's from the U.S. Treasury. Not Dr. Umar. Shout to Dr. Umar. And New York City is facing a level of homelessness we have not seen since the Great Depression in the 1930s. Unless he wants to get fired, I don't know how he, they, unless they're making him do it. Like we are spending more on the interests of our national debt, not the principal, the yeah. interest than we are national defense. While BRICS is hanging together in a section every weekend, trying to get their arms and gold together. I even saw that report. The United States has more gold than all the BRICS combined. Show it to me. Show it to me. Where? <laughs> I haven't seen one Federal Reserve chairman bring up our gold reserves ever. Greenspan, what are we talking about? What? If that's true, I got the Statue of Liberty for sale for you if you want it. No, oh, they selling the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> what? I can sell the Brooklyn Nets to you too if you want. No, they they selling gold bars at Costco's. They selling the Brooklyn that? Bridge. I did. Costco's and they selling, selling out all gold bricks. <laughs> selling out immediately. Uh, hey. Look at that, James would be proud. <laughs> gold all of my chain put yes in chat if, if we made you money and on top of that it's the funniest investment show ever come on don't believe me just watch what come on come on listen i mean look, listen mortgage payments are um eat up 60 percent of household earnings in canada and 63 percent in the united states that's for those of you who are not geography majors that's damn near all of north america 60% of your capital is going out the door. You, things are so bad that JP Morgan, BlackRock, and Vanguard are actively fighting how to eat up all of the uh, retail housing market as a hedge. And one of the, the other part of it is, I'm glad you, you distinguished the difference between paying interest and paying, paying the principal. Yep. So we haven't really seen the totality, like the, the even like the short term effects, right? Because if they just raised the rate to, Let's say five and a half percent. 
that just went into effect. You won't see the effects of that to maybe six to 12, 18 months. So Love that's it. where we're headed with this. Yep. Yep. Be mindful. Quick homework assignment. Go research who was the company that instituted uh, credit cards at scale and how since they've done that, there's a reason why all the credit card companies are in Idaho, in Sioux Falls, Idaho. Because there are technically laws that limit how much you can charge, but unless you're in Idaho, you can charge a lot more. And that credit cycle has seeped its way into every business that we are involved in now. You know, the cast out of the bag is too late to kind of put it back in. But I think we have to go back to an environment where we are spending what we can afford to spend. But also these banks and entities need to be regulated. As much disaster that is coming, the banks and institutions never get blamed. When FTX fell out, you know who was never blamed? All the organizations that put money into FTX. I'm going to keep it clean because I don't want y'all to get no calls either. But at some point, we got to go to the top of the food chain. Top of the food chain. Do things. Gemini remove swings. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, are we being led into a Great Depression-like scenario for this century, or is that claim highly exaggerated? Listen. Session talk. What we got? A a lot of times I'll come in and say, hey, we're going to have a deep drop in valuation, but I'm seeing people worried about a Great Depression. That is fodder at best, Uh, and and it's really done to get clicks. We're nowhere near a Great Depression level. Like I said, the VIX is barely moving. Um, with the 401ks and, you know, that's going to keep that market afloat. There's a lot of things that are different from this Great Depression, even though if I look at like the Warren Buffett indicator, which is the indicator you guys should look at, it, it looks at the U.S. market value, which is $45.6 trillion versus the GDP, which is 27.3. If you divide those, we had 167%. So we are above where we should be, but we're nowhere near where we were in the Great Depression. Like jobs are not re- readily available. You did not have the formation of the Federal Reserve. You can argue if that's a good or a bad thing. There was not as much access to capital, and there's a lot more mechanisms and programs in place that if things get really bad, at least people will be able to survive. I agree. Rent shouldn't be this high. Mortgages shouldn't be this high. But when everyone is being told to become a landlord in one form or another, the banks are going to take advantage of that, and they want to become a mega landlord so that is going to drive those values up i really think there needs to be legislation where inflation on housing can only go up a certain percentage per decade if not we're going to price the majority of americans out of housing in any major metropolitan area unless a whole bunch of us just want to move to idaho and make idaho the new atlanta i I don't i don't know once you you start to get into that territory that's you start to fall into socialism um communism Universal basic income. It goes against American capitalistic principles. Absolutely. Free markets. Absolutely. If the free markets get uh, hampered, um, that is a, a threat to American capitalism. But let's be honest. There's no such thing as a free market. Theory. The free market theory. Got you. Look at us arguing again like the old <laughs> That was nice, though. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, <laughs> oh man. So no, no, no great depression. No Does great depression. Back? No, nowhere near. Recession right. though. 
We can use recession. I mean, recession is always, always going to happen. I, I've been calling it for two years. They just won't announce it. They'll announce at some point after the election, I think probably next year. Yeah, I, I feel like the the headlines, if you if you read the publications, whether it's Bloomberg or Wall Street Journal, you see, <laughs> the, the, the consensus has been that the soft landing theory is off the table. What, There's what no such thing as a soft landing. I'm gonna be very honest. I'm gonna go. Y'all can zoom out just to me if you want to. Theoretically, if a plane falls from 500 feet out of the sky and you only end up with a broken collarbone, a broken femur, you're still injured. There's no such thing as a soft landing. Homework assignment. When's the last time we actually had a soft landing that was predicted by any economist or Federal Reserve? Be it hard. Feels, you may go back to the tulip era. It does feel like a soft landing, though, as far as like the eye test. Certain things you could just feel innately. And um, I remember 2008 and it felt much harsher for the average American. It felt like people were losing jobs at a faster rate. It felt like people had a higher level of uncertainty. It felt like people were scared. I don't feel any of that now. The severity of it is different because it was contained really to a few sectors. But if we look since 2019, we can argue technically the market has been in the negative territory since 2019. So if that's a soft landing, sure. But we everyone that we run into, like, there is no middle gap anymore. Like, you're either doing really well or things are really bad for you right now. I don't see I that many people... Maybe the word is yet, because I, I agree with them. I don't know if people it doesn't feel that way, right? Because I feel like even the, the word recession, like that we've the definition has changed and it doesn't feel like we're in it. That's what old boy did selling that bridge. We're not gonna do that. Or is the, the definition is the definition. Who That's sold true. who sold the bridge? The dude from um what was he what country? Was it uh, was that, was Ni- air, that was an airport. airport in Nigeria? You talking about? No, no, no I'm, I'm talking about somebody local in the tri state, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what we doing? Listen, listen, I got something we hawking for you. Yeah, Bayonne Wells. You know what I'm saying? I got River Park I can sell to you. What's happening? <laughs> they ain't throwing people off the top of River Park Tower no more. What's up? 2.2. That's all. You hear that, nutso? Um, <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> so I, I think is the key word yet because it goes back to what we were saying prior the effects haven't been felt yet right like we haven't seen the effects of an interest rate and what that does to the consumer what uh when unemployment we haven't seen it just yet right is that the key word yet i think people are feeling that. i think they're just not saying it Look, I'm going to give two really quick case studies. Maybe it's not affecting us personally because we've been good stewards of money and investing. But Larry Fink, super rich, runs the biggest asset management company. He's openly talking his book the same way we would promote InvestFest and Market Mondays on CNBC. Number two, um, there's a preponderance of schemes that have been unveiled. That is a recessionary indicator as well. Also, too, like if I go here in Houston, so I was just in New York. New York energy is amazing. When I come back to Houston, even if I look year over year, traffic is down probably half of what it used to be. When I go to the office in the Galleria, like I hardly see anybody there. I think people are just quieter because of social media about how tough things are. And UAW is not striking against the automakers because they're paying incredibly well. You know what? 
We'll see. You, know, you might got a point with the Houston thing. I remember we were driving downtown in Houston, and it was like 4 o'clock on a Thursday. This is life. For us, it's 4 o'clock on any weekday in New York. It's like, good luck. It's going to take you two hours to get home. I mean, but that's a lot of downtowns like that. But I, I just feel like Houston is one of those major cities. And I was just, I was taken aback by it. I'm like, it's pretty empty. It's lighter than it should be. Most downtowns are not bustling cities. Even LA, that downtown's like 10 blocks. Like, New York is unique. Chicago is unique. But the vast, the vast majority of um, cities don't have bustling downtowns. So I wouldn't necessarily. I'm talking about the you. You think the majors? So like Miami at four o'clock. Even if we're in the Brickell area, there's going to be a yeah. certain level of people walking. There's going to be a certain level of traffic that's going to be expected because business is happening. You go to Atlanta, you see the same thing. Chicago, you'll see the same thing. New York, obviously. Philadelphia probably has something similar. And I wouldn't say you see it in Atlanta. You won't see like a, a bunch of traffic and traffic on the highways. I'm talking about just downtown. They don't. Atlanta doesn't really. Their downtown is not even a downtown. It's like the hood. But Atlanta, Atlanta Midtown has definitely has. It's it. not bustling. Well, you at least see flow. You see people moving throughout. Yeah, you can park. How, how I gauge it is if you can park or not. New York City, you, it's impossible to park. Atlanta, you can park. Yeah. You can park in Atlanta at any yeah. time of the day. I'm talking about when I, we when we drove through Houston. I'm not even seeing people outside. I'm not forget the, the 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 flow of traffic. I'm not even seeing consumers walking around. Right, there's businesses that are happening. There's people that are coming from work. People might be coming from lunch breaks or on their way home. It was. It felt like ghost town. Mm -hmm. And you're there, so I mean, it's see, like I, it's like like I, even Christmas. I told you guys I went to the office four times. I never go to the office. Went to the office four times. Normally, Christmas time in the Galleria is like a zoo. It's like Radio City Hall or something. I got through easily this year. I may have seen a thousand people every day that I was out there for the Christmas season. GDP for 2022, Q1 was down, Q2 down, Q3 was up, Q4 was up, 2023, Q1 was flat. Um, and this is according to BIA. So if you go to BIA.gov, you can see what the, the that's the Bureau of Analysis uh, from the Department of uh, Econ. So, I mean, soft landing, I think that is a nice term for people not to get fired so that they can still get hired. But I think a lot, you guys can put it in chat. Do you feel richer or have you made more this year than you did comparison to maybe a year or two prior? They're going to say yes. They've been watching the show. They've been investing. Well played. <laughs> well played. Shout out to the you, you know how it's bad? It's so bad. They made my guy take his Terry Cloth non-pajamas off and just go back to the merch. Get your merch. Put the link in bio. Come on, man. Link in bio. <laughs> Link in bio. Bio, yes. Um, seven stocks that you would invest in if you couldn't invest in a magnificent seven. Listen, I I, I read every comment too, Rashad. So I'm tired of it. They all you talk about is Apple, Microsoft, and beyond here and video shit anymore. Okay, I got you. If I couldn't invest in those and I was pigeonholed, um, I would do Eli Lilly. I would do Novo, which is ticker NVO. I would do Google third. I would do Tesla S fourth. Um, I would do MSCI, which is Morgan Stanley's capital group. And then I would do NVIDIA as my sixth pick. So Eli Lilly, Novo, Google, Tesla, MSCI, and NVIDIA would be the six that I would invest in. I wish I had a seven. I'll probably go with like VTH. Who's your, who's your magnificent seven? You got Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Meta. Meta. 
Is it NVIDIA in there? Yeah, but I called NVIDIA before. It was like they said it was magnificent. Change the goalposts. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, if they're gonna say soft landing and we're not in a recession, then I'm gonna I'm gonna move my goal line, a goal gotcha. post a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna play gotcha. how they play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm still. I I would throw in. I'll throw in uh, Taiwan to me. I'm still gonna throw it in. I think long term. Taiwan is like if listen. I'm going to be clear. If they ever get out of that geopolitical fight that they have with China. And yeah. trying to trying to take them over, that would be the number one stock in the market. Period. Yeah, hands down, it's, it's, without a question. Yeah. yeah. What about any of the payment processes? Visa, Mastercard. Visa, I like. Um, I still like Tesla better. I like Lily better. Nvidia better. But but across the board, like the business profit margins, amazing. So. 51% operating margin is 64%. Return on assets is 19%. Market cap of 447 billion. Like it's almost a perfect company. Yeah. They just don't have like any software or hardware attached. Another to company, especially if we know we're talking about consumer spending that we don't mention enough. I mean, we talk about him, the the CEO, because he's one of the wealthiest men in the world, one or two. LVMH. Right. I was like, thinking about putting that on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, had, we had a great. We had a great conversation with some people from over there about profit margins. They matter, right? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. I mean, the portfolio is so vast that it was it feels like the profit is coming from a number of the companies out there uh, out of the portfolio when yeah. it really can just boil down to maybe nine or ten of the companies can, you know, by themselves be yeah. their independent. Um, and add a, a large amount of revenue for the comp for the business. So they are almost an index in themselves, sort of like Apple. Yeah, LVMH is, is almost an index in, inside of one company as well. Yeah, it's it, yeah. They own the entire. That would be a good way to look at it. Yeah, right. I, I would like if yep. this is a consumer discretionary index or the, ETF like this. It has all the companies inside of it. Yeah, for th their moat is we have every luxury brand that matters, and the ones that are not a part of us, they fell in valuation. Versace is hanging on by thread. No pun intended. I like that well played. You know, well played. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's talk about. Well, give you a quick update on um, Freedom Fund. So, yeah. um, yes, if you're interested. So, yeah. they uh, obviously. Um, we talked, covered it last week. Arian was on and they went to court Tuesday after the show and they had a victory. And then Saturday, that victory got overturned. So as it stands right now, the grant program that they had to fund black women businesses, $20,000 to black women businesses has been put on pause. Um, applications have been halted. So that program is currently halted until they make a final decision or I guess they're going to keep going to court until they probably until they get to the Supreme Court yeah and have a Supreme mm -hmm. Court verdict on this situation that was they were telling us that was probably the, that was Edward Bloom's plan all along they keep fighting no matter if he losses keep fighting to get to the Supreme Court that's what he did with affirmative action and then once the Supreme Court makes a decision then that's the final decision yeah and and that was part of the the, the discussion that we had it's like when it gets to the Supreme Court how many of the justices lean to a conservative favor? 
mm-hmm. which is not going to work for in their favor. So right now the, it's went through it's going through the appeals court. Victory Tuesday, like you said, Saturday, not so much good news, but this is part of the process. And I, they kind of anticipated this, that they would appeal the decision. And that's where they're at now. But the closer it gets to the Supreme Court, the more dangerous it becomes. Um, because, again, we, when you, you look at who put the justices in place, uh, and we know that that our former president was able to put, I think, what, he had three put in office. Yeah, I believe so. I think three. With three. All conservative. Let's um, check that. It's, it's going to be tough to get that passed. Um, and I've said it like this is really important because if we do not have a vehicle for funding, our fight stops at here at the retail side. Like we really need to be able to get access to capital to build businesses, build infrastructure. We need to get in private equity. We need to get the angel into VC. Um, so we're at the very, we're getting the, the scraps, even though long-term investing is key. We really need to be able to be a part of the entire um, financial infrastructure and, and ecosystem that there is from the ground up. And if they stop this and then some of our best and brightest, like Pinky, if she wouldn't have gotten funding, um, where would the business be? And I think that they're trying to stop us, even though we are the most creative people I feel on the planet, they're trying to stop us from getting the funding to be then become a multi-million dollar, a multi-billion dollar brand. Um, and I think it's time that we do that at a scale. So please support her. This fight is very, very important because if we lose this battle, it's going to set us back probably 50 years and move that 2053 update a lot faster. All right. We will monitor the situation. Um, yep. Let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg. Ooh. So uh, Meta uh, yep. just announced their rollout for their new headset, virtual reality yep. glasses. Um, will allow you to uh, live stream mm-hmm. um, straight from your glasses onto Facebook and to Instagram. Crazy. Um, something that, you know, can definitely revolutionize a variety of different things. But that is potentially a new a new uh, way to communicate human interaction and uh, just social media as in general. Like, you know, it's one thing to actually pull out a phone and, and document something, but if you can just normalize just having a regular conversation, and as we're having a conversation, as I'm just looking at, it's also what I'm seeing, everybody else is seeing as well, um, mm-hmm. that goes directly into the cell phone. Um, you know, that that's that's something that's different, that's not currently being offered right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't help the stock um, when that news came out. I think the stock was actually down the next day after that. But potentially long term, what's the views on these glasses, Ray-Ban glasses? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more affordable than the Apple headset, for sure. By far. Uh, so what's what's the what's the thoughts on how this can actually, you know, be implemented into society? Um, I actually like the I had the, the beta version. Um, actually, somebody at the London show gave me a pair. They weren't able to live stream, but able to take photos, play music, take phone calls off of them. Um, I actually like the glasses. I know there was some pushback of the comparison of like the snap spectacles. And I had those. I think these are a lot better. Um, But most importantly, I think that Zuckerberg in his interview with Lex Friedman did a great job in how they improved the metaverse. This looks hyper-realistic. Yeah. Um, So a hell of an improvement from what looked like Nintendo Wii before this next iteration was great. But I think... The adage of ship fast and break stuff, that no longer applies when like you're a multi-trillion dollar company. I think if they would have released this version of Metaverse first, 
they would have had a greater impact and had people more excited. As far as the glasses, I love um, it's a lot easier way to stream. And to be very honest, even though the version I had, the megapixels weren't the highest, it was a lot easier to capture video and photos there. So if I can live stream from it, um, I'm looking forward for, for mine to be in uh, pretty soon. But the thing that I am most impressed with is the improvements in the metaverse. I think that's like a hundred X improvement on the first iteration that they delivered. Yeah, that that metaverse. Uh, I think the whole episode is based on them inside the metaverse. If Absolutely. you're watching it, it almost feels like they're they're sitting across from each other. Mm -hmm. And so, rather than having, like you said, like the video game Roblox character, you, it's it's you. Yeah, like the computer imagery is so real. Like it feels like you can reach out and actually touch the person's face. Um, yeah. Which, like I said, that was incredible to see how fast they were able to get the technology, and take into account the consumer feedback from what people thought of the original iteration of it. I think that was important. Uh, the glasses, I mean, we just had this conversation before we started, right? It was like, there is, th there's something about being first to market. It matters. Have an advantage over the competition. And so when you look at it, yes, the ability to live stream, but th from an informational standpoint, the ability to look at something, be unaware of what it is, and for the glasses to give you information in real time about what you're seeing. So yeah. a lot of times you, you'll walk, and they had a, a demonstration where they walked and it was a foreign language, and they were the, the glasses were able to translate what was on the menu or where we're, uh, where we're sitting at. So That's a lot of Mexico. <laughs> you'll be wearing them everywhere you travel, right? Like yes. imagine you're in, you're in Europe and you don't speak the language, and now yeah. you're actually able to be translated what the language is for you is revolutionary it and it feels very simple i feel like you know that the collaboration with ray-ban it doesn't feel like you're wearing a helmet on your face right mm -hmm. like it, it's glasses it, it it can go with everyday wear and it's affordable which they hit on a couple of key points if i'm watching what the competition is doing there are yeah. some key sticking points that people aren't really happy with they aren't really happy with the size of of the device they aren't happy with the price points Okay, yeah. well, what did they put out? They just put out their their new product. And I'm speaking of Apple, the, the 15. Well, okay, well, that rollout has happened. What happens two weeks after or a week after? October 17th, you can get these glasses. Whereas yeah. we're still waiting on Division Pro. That won't happen until the first quarter of next year. And I think that's just for select clients. And so you're first to market. Uh, and I get the, the, the price point works. And it's right in time for the holiday season. And so, yeah, you had the Oculus. And you were able to see some of the feedback from that. There's yeah. something that's smaller, something that can be carried by any person, right? It could be carried by school age children to you know somebody that's working on Wall Street or somebody that's outside in construction. Like these, the the revolution of technology that's happening inside of inside of this device is pretty incredible. I got to give them uh, credit for that. Zuckerberg yeah. has struck one. This, this is another yeah. one for him. I want to be very clear, though, when the Vision Pro comes out, it's a different product. This is augmented reality plus live stream and a photo. So they're different. I do love the product, but I do want to be clear. So when this gets clipped up, that the Vision Pro is going to be better. But I do love this. So shout out to everybody at HQ, everybody in the New York office. I know Keys is going up there tomorrow, but shout out to everybody um, at Meta for the, the changes and adjustments that you guys have made. All right. Let's, let's talk about some laggers. In the stock market, um, mm -hmm. some stocks that were close to their 52-week low. Uh-oh. 
And um, if any of these are good op- investment opportunities, this is a new, the whole new segment, the best of the worst. Yeah. They got tired of dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> they got like, t- yeah. <laughs> the best of the worst. <laughs> okay. All right, so you want to yeah, yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah, let's run them off. All right, we'll 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 start with um in the long term portfolio. Let's start with this company, uh, Disney. Good sign for you. Out of this portfolio, this is probably the only one that I am favorable on because of the business model. Um, so seventy four thirty three is where I have a pending order. I like it. Um. We'll talk about it later, like the, the most important thing in the market right now in terms of like something people aren't talking about enough. But if I look at the business of Disney, the fundamentals are, are relatively solid. Like the gross margin is 34%. Um, volatility is very low. Beta is relatively low. Beta is only 1.23. Institutional ownership is 63%. I think they just need to get that content strategy and they need to fix They need to restructure a lot of the debt around the commercial properties that they have at the parks. But it's kind of hard to do if inflation is at seven percent. Um, that out of this list is probably the the one and only one that I love out of this batch. So yes, that's a good sign for you. Appreciate that. How about Verizon? Yeah. Nope, can't do it. Uh, telecom, I generally hate um, in a recession because the margins are really thin, and because the phone makers have a advantage that most telecom providers don't have. It's hard to invest in long term. The profit margin on a company is good and, and gross margin is good. But if I actually look at the stock on a chart, um, it went from 61 bucks now at $31.81. The thing that I really hate, Verizon's peak was in 2000. Mm. So I was still playing a belly soundtrack, half a mil, some ninjas, right? That's too long ago to have like had your peak. So if you peaked when Nelly still had that band aid on his face, underlay. No go muerta. Yeah, I think Verizon is one of these companies that um when we always talk about streaming. Th- this is gonna they have the adverse effect of the streaming, as more people unplug from having cable. Yep. I think maybe the the business structure has to change in a a pretty drastic way. I think yeah, the, I, there's a generation right. Like I would say, from forty down. Um, that don't rely on cable the way that our, our parents probably did and we did as children yeah. because there's so many different options and ways to watch. Um, I think maybe focusing on internet quality and service and that being the sole business idea, something yeah. around that because if we look at the numbers, I think the first time in history there's more people that stream content than actually watch it on linear cable. So this yeah. is a, a dying business model. Um so it'd, it'd be interesting to see how they're going to attack the future. Because, again, if, if I can have HBO, uh, well, not even HBO Max anymore, just Max. Just Max, I can, yeah. I can have Disney Plus. Uh, and Netflix. And Netflix. I mean, that pretty much takes up all of my, my content that I'm, I'm consuming. Yeah. And it's going to be cost me a lot less to do it. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how, how they're going to go forward with their business model. Also, in a media landscape, I don't like for a business that I may invest in that is publicly traded to be less valuable than Mr. Beast. I can argue right now alone, just if I had to pick a person to invest in Verizon or Mr. Beast and that channel and Feastables, I would rather deploy capital to him as a startup, which he's, I think he has the most devious and genius, well, I should say nefarious, uh, business plan in all of media. I think he's going to force 
content creators at some point that you're going to have to like fully fund a film yourself and either put it on Hulu or YouTube and try and directly monetize from sponsorship and or consumers. Same thing that we do on Market Mondays. Um, I think he's going to flip that media business on his head. And then for Verizon, like you said, the margins are not there. And then we're the first generation that does not need cable. I don't see the, how, how they have an advantage here. And people don't even talk on the phone. It's all text-based. Right. Fact. You don't you, you don't use your landline. You're, you're not using the cable box. But you do need the internet. You do need the Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that kind of gives them a stronghold in that space. I don't know. If, I mean, after you go to 1,000 over 1,000, upload download speed what what's next is it just make it faster or is it more i mean we're in fiber optic what's next and then we haven't talked about it but when they become public starlink is going to be trouble for a lot of the telecom providers there you go now you get reception worldwide everywhere um well, what are you going to do we can be in a desert interesting interesting yeah yeah, yeah. all right let, let, let's go to another one uh med uh tronic ticker mdt I actually like this one. They've had some trouble over the last couple of years, but if they get down to like $70 and 87 cent, I like them. They're currently at 77 bucks. Their previous high two years ago was 135. So you're almost getting it for half. I like things that are, that are in the healthcare space. Um, and normally when they have a run up, they normally run up year over year for about six or seven years and they run into some trouble. But if I can get them at 77 or at $59 and 15 cent, I would be very happy for Medtronic. All right, let's do another Dow lagger. <laughs> let's talk about uh, 3M company, ticker MMM. Um, I'm trying to find something positive to say. Kudos to everyone who works in corporate at Medtronic. All the executives there, I appreciate you so much. I wouldn't invest in this one for the long term, but I'm sure everyone who works there is amazing, and you guys are innovative. <laughs> Away, oh, hey, listen, being agreeable, re reading the four agreements. Hey, shout, shout out to the triple M. Maybe we should do a triple M tour for Market Mondays next year. Hey, maybe we can stick some money up on the board with the tape that they make or something. A bunch of posted pictures. <laughs> hey, wouldn't be bad. We put some posted pictures. We'll, we'll staple yeah. them. How about yeah. that? We'll, we'll staple them to the board. Uh, let's talk about Chad. Uh, during COVID, I mean, you saw the rise of online education. Check was a company that we spoke about. How about now? You got, listen, Chegg's biggest competitor is YouTube University. I want to make a claim that I think in the next 30 years, you guys can tell me what you think. I think the biggest movie studio, top three, will be YouTube. They've trained more people to watch programming on their platform than... MGM ever has, than CNN ever has. Um, I think they are the player that everyone is just ignoring because they're not in the traditional TV and film business. But to our kids, like Xander is more excited when I do this show and show his friends than any TV appearance that I did. TV is like the secondary option. YouTube is the real thing. Um, and then also, too, like people don't want to learn. That's the part. Education is a fun. We had a conversation with a company about what could be done to make this better. When you have an audience that doesn't want to learn because it's not impacting their lives positively and you have big competitors um, like YouTube, I don't see. No, I, I say Chegg is uninvestable. Um, uninvestable. Yeah. Uninvestable, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right, let's do like uh two more. We got uh advanced auto parts, ticker AAP. Whew, not a great chart. I mean, it's a, at a 52 week low for a reason. Uh, this yeah. is uninvestable. I mean, well, okay, if it got to its all time low of $12.33, I would take a swing at it. So I'll probably swing it back up to like 54. Anything higher than that is too high. I mean, they opened up this year at 146. They're currently at 54. No bueno. No bueno. It, yeah, it had a high of $240 in December of 2021. Wow. Take it private. If I was look, the profit margin is 4.5%. How is the stock at two? But in 2020, 2021, everything was flying high. Like we just have to go to basic business sense. Like if the profit margin is not high, gross margin is 44%, but for every dollar, a hundred dollars that comes in, they're keeping four dollars and fifty cent. I'm good. Keep it. Yeah. Keep I need it. a carburetor for a 1973 that uh Carlos of Fly fixed up. I'll go under there. I just didn't believe in a vision. Fly, why don't you believe in a vision at first? <laughs> go check out shout out to 85 South. Y'all know that's my family. It was a great interview. Uh, but the power of staying together while having your own individual brand, but staying together. You notice all the people that really have talent and had money before they start doing shows, they stick together because they already had the talent, but then stay together. That we may be first. the formula going forward. But what we do we know? Together. All right, last one. Uh, PayPal. PayPal. Let's talk about PayPal. <sighs> okay, I'm going to find something nice to say. Uh, Rashad, you said don't curse, right? No, no curse on this episode. The best of so, all. We got. PayPal is a piece of sandwich. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids bop <laughs> best in lessons. I have PayPal going to down at thirty eight fifty nine. Their all time low was thirty. If it gets below thirty, maybe around fourteen bucks. I'll take a stab at it, but it's not one of my favorites. PayPal. Dead. Dang. Yeah, it opened at 3469 in July of 2015. And it's at 5842 in October of 2023. It's been a ride. They are the Oklahoma City Thunder. How do you have all that talent? Like shot to Sam Presti, whatever his name is. But how do you have all that talent leave out of PayPal and now it's currently in shambles? PayPal Mafia, because they're all the talent left. That's why. That's why. Good reason. They were good incubator. <laughs> they was a good. They were incubator. Mm-hmm. I mean, return on assets is five point three percent. Operating margin is fifteen percent. P ratio sixteen. If you're a tech company and your P ratio isn't at least like twenty eight, it tells you that you're undervalued for a reason. It's no good. There's no volatility. The volatility is two percent for a tech stock. Not a lot of people trading that. Nope. No, nope. a lot of people trading it. Closest All dead right. as you can be. Um, should we be looking at Live Nation as an alternative investment vehicle into real estate? So when I was looking at McDonald's, right, because you know I always say uh, McDonald's is really a real estate play. When I went, and uh, you know Troy, I know I got on Disney, so I broke your heart what? there. But I went back to Live Nation. Now who's been talking I about that? I didn't know that they owned almost four hundred venues. Right. So they're even being more competitive to the artists and creator. Right. So they're not taking any of the merch sales. 
But do you need to if you own the venue and get all the fees on the back end? So I thought it was really interesting to see, okay, the forward-facing business, the McDonald's and hamburgers are the tickets. But if you look at the real underlying business, it's really owning those properties that are there. So even though they had a dip, of course, the dip in 2020 was crazy. Mm -hmm. This year, they opened up at 71. They're currently at 84. Previous high was 127. Concert sales are picking back up. Mm -hmm. slowly with the mega players. Um, but I thought it would be an alternative asset class way to invest in real estate for something that is cheaper than Chipotle or McDonald's by the number of properties they have. Now, of course, McDonald's has way more units. Uh, Domino's has way more units under management. So does Chipotle. But I thought it was a very interesting way to um, get exposure to real estate. Yeah, your camera just zoomed in on you. Said they want to hear this clear. Yeah, I, I, all the reason the reasons that you said um, it makes perfect sense. When when the first issue was where will people return back to tickets uh, to concerts, and that was kind of the vision during the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, at, at some point we're going to, and uh, we just saw Beyonce close up her tour, 56 shows. They said that it brought into I think the overall masses over four billion dollars to uh, local economies overall to the cities yeah. that she went to. So that's interesting, but yeah, the, the real estate play is the real play because if you ever try to go to a venue, it'll they'll tell you either it's Live Nation or sometimes like even for us when we we try to do invest, this is a Coca Cola uh, venue because we're in Atlanta. Yeah, that's where the the money is, and it's interesting when they put out the 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 highest paid CEOs. Michael Rapino was number five. He's made one hundred and forty million dollars from some of these strategic moves that he's making that while no one's watching. And so I know this is something that we, we spoke about with Russell, where he was like, I want to get control of the venue because if I can get control of the venue, then my profit margin is going to be higher. But it's tough when there's a competitor out there that's buying up venues and they're not just buying up like large venues, they're buying up the smaller ones. So if you wanted to do a 3000 smart show or 600 seat, seat venue, they're buying those up too because they know that there's more people that are likely to be inside those venues as far as, con well, not even content creators, artists or any entertainers that the first thing they do is before they get to the arena show, they got to build their fan base on the smaller venue. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a it's a great strategic play. I like it as an investment long term. Um, and I've been saying that for the past three years. Yeah. They almost remind me like the Russell 2000, like they are like a mid cap real estate conglomerate if you will so you have vanguard blackrock jp morgan all trying to become mega landlords but they carved out a niche to get smaller venues which is really a commercial real estate play and the ticket buyers will be like short tenants is that model better than airbnb i would argue yes there's no litigation against live nation when things get really tight in the economy everyone is eating everyone's lunch and everyone's competing for the same profit so um, the, the only yeah. litigation that they have is the, the issue with Ticketmaster where fans are getting tickets. Live Nation has the access to the, the Ticketmaster site and I'm buying them and then reselling them. But if you saw last week, they're now putting a tax. Resellers are going to have to pay a tax on the tickets that they sell, which hasn't happened before. It was, I buy a ticket. I can put it at any price I want. I take the profit from what I paid for the ticket versus yeah. what I'm selling it for. That is now yeah. being taxed going forward. So it's interesting to see Got to pay the toll road one way or another. Um, <laughs> Somebody gonna get we we gonna get our money. Speaking of money, can we talk about OpenAI real quick? Let's yeah. do it. 
Um, open AI, and I've been screaming this forever. Apple, you need to go get Johnny Ive. And they didn't. So open AI has sat down with Johnny Ive, who developed a lot of the products for Apple, and they are trying to build their iPhone for open AI. Meanwhile, the valuation for open AI, so they're teaming with SoftBank. SoftBank has had some failures, but I think if you get Johnny and you build the right hardware product, it will increase how frequently people are using ChatGPT, and they are going down the path that Apple went with is to create the hardware and software. Microsoft's biggest mistake is that they had incredible software, but no hardware to match it. I don't know what's to come, but I do have my eyes on what he plans to create for OpenAI. And I don't know if it'll be a phone, but what hardware device he creates for them to have people use the, pro, uh, the, the platform and the program a hell of a lot more off, often. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, they, they said that OpenAI intends to produce an artificial intelligence focus equivalent to the iPhone. So some type of communication device, but not the iPhone. You get the guy who was integral in creating that device. Yep. It makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense for them. Right. So what is what does that look like? What does that device look like? Because we said if somebody can come up with a device that allows you to communicate that isn't something that's handheld like a mm -hmm. phone, what does that do to the number one source of revenue for a company like Apple? Trouble. Uh, and going back to Chamath and Meta didn't do it when they were Facebook. Meta's plan, I think, in 2011, it was Chamath Polyapatia's idea to make a phone a meta phone, but to have it free for five years, have it subsidized. And then you paid a subscription to AT&T or Verizon, but the phone actually costs you nothing. What would that have done to the market cap? If open AI finds a way to make a consumer product that is incredible while everyone has been complaining about this phone for five years and has not been better than the ultra in five years, I think that they can carve out market share that no one has expected. Will it kill the iPhone? No, but I think the name of the game is going to be hardware plus software. Even me, like I've been looking for like three months trying to find somebody who can like design a hologram inside of a house. Mm. It's tough, tough. Cause like I need you at different touch points. And if they get this down and it's a wearable that is not intrusive, yeah. it's going to be game set match. And, and they're being, I mean, when it comes to the financing for it, they said SoftBank is involved. There's already a, a, billion billion and a, half. a billion and a half in funding already. And so it doesn't, does it take market share from the iPhone? Maybe not to the, no. the standpoint where it kills it. No, but did Tesla destroy the car industry? They have a, as far as market share. Oh uh, yeah. But, but they are as disruptive as any company that we've ever seen inside of an industry. And number one EV, but hands down, this would this is the one thing that they can probably do if they execute it fast enough to give them enough market share or market share, a mind share in the AI space. Yeah, and, and so having SoftBank there, SoftBank also has ARM, which can make semiconductors, and so you have that well advantage as well. So you, you they're they're building they're building the team. The team is being built, and they have some nice pieces. About to witness the dynasty like no other. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, man. Put, put um, yes in chat if you would uh, buy a hardware product from OpenAI to make your life better or more efficient. They, they've just in, enhanced the, the functionalities of ChatGBT, 
And so we're, we're starting to, you're starting to see some of these things. So they yeah. now it's going to be able to do images, video, some limited audio. And then the biggest thing is that it has access to the internet. We had this conversation the other day where, yeah. I mean, if you type something in it, it only had knowledge up until September of 2021. Yeah. So now you have two and two and a half years, almost three years of more information that can be added inside it with access to the internet. It's, it's becoming more powerful, more and more powerful. Yeah. yeah. Exciting times we're living in. Yeah. Things are changing. <laughs> so how do you feel about this government shutdown extension? Um, we was on a, the brink of a government shutdown. And yeah. now yeah. Um, Biden, he signed a 45-day extension. So based off of past historical situations similar, how does this impact stock market? Um, I think once again, at the last minute, they'll pass a bill and then they'll come in and save the day. I, th I don't think we will have a shutdown, but if we do, it hasn't had like the most adverse impact on the stock market long term. Um, short term, it can be hurtful in combination with other factors that are going on in the market. But the interest rates thing is the most important. That inflation is, is most key. This doesn't help it, but this alone is not a catalyst to make the market go down. So I wouldn't worry. If you're holding for two years, a year and a half, I wouldn't worry about it. It may affect your trades maybe the day of or week of if they don't come to an, a deal. But historically, like the government shutdown has been nothing I, I've ever put on my watch list of things even be concerned about long term. So I'm not going to say it's a non-factor, but as close as non-factor as it could be. It would be like a yellow warning um, on a scale of yellow and, and red, if you will. It's, it's a very light threat. At best. It's a yellow card. This ain't the red card. Yeah. It's the yellow yeah. card. Uh, Two yellow cards equal to red. All right. Um, what are the biggest threats facing the stock market that no one's talking about? No one's talking about profit margin. Like, we just need to get back to basic principles. Like, even when we talked about the shows, what's the business model? I don't I want to get in anybody's business because things are going well for us. I'm in a great space. Y'all in a great space. Cool. But for other shows, if you're taking ads from, like, donkey sports betting and green shoe and you're getting five hundred dollars per ad i don't know how you're going to have financial viability i don't care if you put out 72 shows a week how is it going to work um most companies that we're looking at so if i'm looking at like um visa high profit margin 42 percent apple multi-trillion dollar company 24 percent profit margin eli Lilly, high profit margin ian what, what would be the percentage because this, this is what i mean if people it's a great question. Uh, thinking like, yeah, they have, well, what is profit margin? Where do I find it? So like, I, I'll give you a perfect resource. If I go to like Yahoo Finance, yeah. I type in any ticker. If you go to statistics, right, yep. it'll show you pretty much the, I always look at it like a player card, right? So if you used to buy cards, you read the back, it'll tell you statistics of the player. Yeah. When you go to statistics for a company, it's pretty much the same thing. It'll show you all these things. So when we go down to profitability, what is the number that we should be looking for as far as percentage? For a profit margin, at least twenty percent, at least. Ideally, I want mine to be at like twenty-three to twenty-four, and that's if they're like eight hundred billion or up. Twenty percent is okay for a trillion-dollar company, but if we—and I'm not picking on Coinbase—but if your profit margin is negative, why should we invest in it? That's the number one thing. Like, once I get outside of technicals, I want to see how much capital they're able to keep inside of their business, because you can't fix that. And if let's say if Amazon is able to double their profit margin, 
it will make their stock soar. If Tesla, even though they've been having some issues, if they're able to double their profitability or profit margin, their stock will then go up high. The ones that are doing really great, Apple, Visa, Microsoft, Lilly, NVIDIA, profit margins are all incredibly high, which then allow you to then reinvest capital, make room for research and development. And that is a moat. If I have a business that is netting $35 for every hundred and another one may be more popular, but it's only keeping $3 out of every hundred, I'm going to have the one that's profiting a lot more. Yeah. I was just looking at the profit margins as you were speaking. So uh, a company like NVIDIA, right, 31%, I mean, it helps. High. Where, whereas Amazon, who was a lower profit margin, 2%. But when you look at the rest of the statistics, you can see how all oh, this makes sense. incredible. Yeah. yeah. What's their balance yeah. sheet? Yeah, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So th th that's the one thing I think. And this business climate, when everyone's doing everything for clicks, likes, I know they are saying that we just only want to be celebrities. And I'm like, I care about profit margin, investing and trading. Yeah. Like, Microsoft, 34%. Let's see. Let's see uh, Apple. Apple's a, it used, I, I've seen it at 24%. Is it higher? 24. No, 24. Can we look at what AMC maybe? AMC. Shout out to AMC. They are putting yes. the Beyonce uh, Fire. store in theaters. Tickets are on sale now. Yeah. Uh, shout you see Miss Business? She's in the trailer for yeah. that. Shout out to Miss Business. Oh, that's so, fire. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's in the trailer for that. Right. Uh, AMC, negative 17%. Uh, you see Shotty's face? <laughs> Negative. That didn't come as a surprise. I feel like negative seventeen yeah. percent. Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. We, we we pro nineteen keys. Not negative seventeen percent. We're not doing that. So no. fact. Yeah. So, fact. so when people are asking, should they invest? Go look at if if it's profitable or not. Does the company make money? In twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, it was easy because the environment was different. There's a reason why when interest rates went up, most people's profitability went under. And this is also why, for just full transparency, this is why I've always been pro luxury businesses and charging a luxury price. You what are you going to do if inflation adjusts at this rate for the next six or seven years? Selling an ebook for thirty nine dollars ain't gonna cut it. Now, I think the return that you give, if I made you money, please put yes in chat, must be commensurate with, with the return that you're going to get. But l having the lowest price model, even Dollar General, which is normally a darling in a recession, is having trouble. Profit margin is tighter. Market Mondays, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I do want to add some commentary, if I can. From um, Please do. Uh, we putting a camera on you? What are we doing? Could we, please? Can we? We got some pushback last week, so let's talk about it. <laughs> so last week made the monologue and got some pushback. I don't really want to discuss the pushback from the monologue because I stand on everything that was stated. But there was one thing in particular, criticism as far as um, balance, when that was a thing that I actually did read where it was like, well, um, it's not okay to have balance. It's not okay to have balance. That, that was a recurring um, rebuttal. So I think it's important to really talk about balance and what does it really mean? So very rarely in life are you going to have balance. I think mm -hmm. that the whole goal of life is to be unbalanced so you can achieve balance. But you have to be unbalanced at a certain point to achieve balance. Mm -hmm. So this isn't theory. In 2015, I was on the couch in my parents' house. Things wasn't going good for me. 
but that was an opportunity for me to stay up till two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning and really master social media. Told myself mm-hmm. how to edit a variety of different things where I was just playing around with apps. Mike would give me a suggestion about this app and then I would take three hours to learn the app and then make content and then do this. I had a career as a financial advisor that I had to do from nine to five or longer. And then from nine o'clock to two o'clock in the morning when everybody was asleep and it was cemetery silence, I could close the blinds and I would work. That was extremely unbalanced and continued that even now. Right. But these are sacrifices that were made eight years ago to get me to the point where I am now. Mm-hmm. So I think that the idea or the fairy tale of a balanced life is something that is unrealistic for anybody that's trying to achieve greatness, especially if you're an entrepreneur or or you're a business owner. So it's your responsibility to be able to communicate this to your wife, significant other children, and they have to understand how to deal with disappointment because the sacrifices that you're making are luxuries that they're provided. So this is an unbalanced life that I've never seen anybody that has had any level of balance that have achieved a high level of success. When we met Robert Smith, it was seven o'clock in the morning on a Friday. He was already working and he told us that he was flying out that next day and he flies out all the time. Mm -hmm. He's out every single person. Same story. Flying in different countries, different continents. That may seem like it's a, a lavish life that they're living, but there's sacrifices that's made. They're not with their families all the time. They're not with their children all the time. They're not with their spouse all the time. They're not listening to music. They're not playing poker all the time. So uh, it's something that we can't always sugarcoat something and make it okay. No, there is no level of successful balance, especially in the beginning stages, that you have to make sacrifices. This is why everybody won't achieve success. This is why it's called a sacrifice. You have to sacrifice things like playing video games. You have to sacrifice things like going to the movies. You have to sacrifice things like random nonsense on social media for hours at a time. If you're not willing to make those sacrifices, that's okay. But you're also probably will not be able to be a high level of success. And that's okay too. So I think that, you know, at some point in time, we just have to be honest. You can't always sugarcoat things and you can't always paint a fairy tale. This is things that I personally went through and have still gone through. And these are things that I've seen other people going through. And every single person has the same story. It's an extremely unbalanced life to hopefully one day achieve balance. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that's important to keep in mind because, like I said, we live in a day and age where everybody has an opinion, but very few people have any level of expertise to speak on that opinion. If you haven't haven't become successful, how can you teach me about success? (laughs) So when you're when you're on your journey to be successful, understand that there's going to be sacrifices that you have to make. And if you're not willing to make those sacrifices, then that's okay. But just understand your life will still be unbalanced because when you're at the bottom and you have all the time in the world to spend with your family, then they're going to complain because you don't have enough money to provide for them. Or you at a certain point, you're going to a certain point be unhappy because you can't provide a certain lifestyle for yourself or for your family. So they're still unbalanced, even when you think that you're having balance. Uh, today's uh, monologue was brought to you by Assets of Reliabilities and Red Panda Stock Club. No, I agree. Um, balance is an illusion. and But when I'm with my child, I'm fully with him. But he, I've also began to teach 
him since he was young. Um, and it's not like you're all working all the time and you never see your family. Like losing your family is not something that we're aiming for, but to be done at three. And I've always said, it, if you think that like every time I leave and I'm at a tropical place, if you think I'm just laying on the beach and getting grapes fed to me, that's not it. Like even the shows and travel are work, but the goal is to get to a place of financial freedom so that you're able to help yourself, your family. And I'm going to be very honest um, like you said, like if you don't have, if you have a preponderance of time available for your family, at some point they're going to get bored or they're going to be disappointed that you didn't work hard enough to get to where you wanted to be. So I know it's, you know, books like the four hour work week and all these life hacks, but none of the people that are at the top of the food chain captive of industry are doing any of those things. Please be mindful about the information that is given to you for clicks versus the information that actually works. It's real spill. It's real spill. I, and that sacrifice part, I'm glad you said it because it, it happens to us every day. Like I posted something yesterday. My son scored his first touchdown. Yeah. You know what was absent from the video? Me. I had mm. to get a clip from somebody that taped it. And that, you know what I mean? Does it hurt? Yeah, it hurts. I mean, yeah. we spent hours in the front yard playing catch for him to get to that point where he could catch the ball and run with the ball. All these things that we worked on to see it all uh, accumulate to him actually scoring a touchdown and you not being there to see it. Nobody worries about that part. But the explanation when I get home is like, yo, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I missed it. But he gets it. He understands that, that I have to do work. He understands there's the benefits that come with it. That's why I said even in relationships with your spouse, like communication is important. Communication with your, your children is important as well so they can understand mm -hmm. it. And they get to watch it. And that's why I, we, I always say, like, we're we going to lead by demonstration first and foremost, right? Yeah. How we conduct ourselves as men, how we conduct ourselves as uh, fathers, how we conduct ourselves as sons, right? Because our mothers, we're fortunate to have our parents. All these things are being taken in, and they're going to shape the next generation that we're, we're providing for and that we're upbringing right now. But yeah, that, even I mean, like it's something that gets overlooked all the time. Yeah, even at Troy's birthday party, everybody like, yo, we're about to go out, got a show the next day. I'm like, I want to go out. I got to prepare for the show. This Invest Fest, this was the first year I was out. And even the promoter was like, bro, I know you ain't going to show up, but if you can just see your people. I'm like, no, you're paying me to come. I'm going to come. I'm not going to just flake out on you. I think we have to put, even when I made the comment on a uh, Zoe show, hey, stay in the house five years. Like, man, no way in hell I can do that. Da, da, da. The choice is your, you can either sacrifice. I ask them all the time whenever we out. Hey, man, I don't, I don't even know how you do this. Because a lot of times the you get to see the end product. You don't get to see the buildup that it takes to just to even do this show. Um, every time I'm getting out of the Uber, like, what do you have in here? A body. I'm like, I got to take the equipment just in case something happens. And they're like, hey, got to record some on Wednesday or schedule change. Got to. You never know. Always be prepared. But I notice the people that are most prepared are the ones that end up taking advantage. We're about to be in 2024. Technically, the market has been down since 2019. I ask them every week, how many people started a show and a show fell off just because they wouldn't be consistent? Yeah. And then also it's like one of these things where, like I said, your goal might not be to be a millionaire or to, to have financial freedom. That's okay. But just understand that you still, it's not a balance. I don't, I never, you can't say, well, I just want to, I'm just providing for my family. Like somebody at some point in time, somebody's going to argue. Somebody's not going to be happy because I've seen it. Financial yep. hardship causes issues. 
cause this, this is not a debatable fact. It causes Big resentment. Facts. It causes issues. It causes internal problems. So just understand that you're choosing a certain level of imbalance. You might have all the time in the world. You might have all of the, you're playing all the video games. You're going to every game. You're going to all the soccer games. You're coaching. That's a blessing. It, it's going to come a time when the money is going to be an issue. The money is going to be an issue. The issue. Here's a test. Tell your girl right now, I lost all my money. Listen to Ian. And you got to pay all the bills for the next eight months and see what the response is. And and she and she'll do it. And like it's I said, not gonna go well. it, there's a lot of women that are paying bills. That's the head of the household. Some and they'll do it. Watch how they talk to the man. To you. Watch how you talk to you. No, I'm not. This is this is real. This, this is, is fact. This is factual. <laughs> watch how they talk to you. Like as a and watch how the, the roles will reverse as far as watch how they talk to a man that is providing everything for them. I'm not saying that you have to provide everything. I'm just saying I'm just using this as a case study because I've seen both sides of it. I've seen how men get talked to that provide everything. I see how men get talked to that provide nothing. I see it. There's always exceptions to the rules. I get it. But I'm telling you, this is a 100% fact. Fact. <laughs> so, so it just gives what it is. And sync. <laughs> what you want me to lie to you? I, that's what I'm saying. Like at some point, time, we just so we just heard Magic John shout to Magic. He's 65 years old, damn near, probably on his way to become a billionaire. He talking about he wakes up at four o'clock in the morning. Now, to four o'clock in the morning goes, goes to bed at ten o'clock. Uh, an hour of lifting weights, an hour of cardio. Takes a shower, eat breakfast, then he's in the office. Day segment, and he said, You know, my wife understands. I'm not home. I'm not, I'm on the road. I'm doing this. Is somebody who is one of the greatest basketball players of all time, mm -hmm. one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, definitely Absolutely. from our culture, has done tremendous things. Um, like I said, probably up around five hundred million dollars, something like that. I thought yeah, keep going. And that. this is this is the this is the level of discipline that he is displaying. This is the work ethic that he's displaying. Michael Jordan, I tell this story all the time. I, I met a guy and he was like, um, when Michael Jordan was on the Wizards, mind you, this is the end of Michael Jordan's career. After yeah. He's already been established as the greatest of all time and all of these different things. And there was a, a rumor that the building that the guy was staying in, Michael Jordan would go there to train in the morning. So the guy comes at seven o'clock in the morning with his son because he was like, I want to just, I want to see Michael Jordan. And he waited for 15 minutes. He didn't see Michael. So he asked the guy, he said, I heard Michael Jordan comes trains here. Um, and I wanted to come early with my son. Like, you know, do you know what time he'll be coming? He said he left. He was here for so, three hours and he left. Mm -hmm. This is the level of discipline, dedication, determination, and unbalanced. When I saw Floyd Mayweather running at 12 o'clock at night, this is yep. an unbalanced, not balanced. It's not normal. Yep. So this is what I'm saying. Like th this is a certain, this is a real conversation that we got to have because people have false expectations of success. Oh, I'm just going to work the weekends and I'm going to be successful. Oh, I'm going to take this. Oh, I want to, I want to have balance. I want to go to every single concert I can. I want to play every single video game I can because life is about balance. Okay. Well, you're not going to be successful then. that's okay, but don't expect to reach the highest levels of success and not be 
unbalanced. You got to be a sh- extremely unbalanced person to, mm-hmm. to, to reach this level of success. You think that Elon Musk got this from being balanced or Mark Zuckerberg got this from being balanced or Jay-Z got that level from being balanced. Like these, this, this is the harsh reality. reality. This is the yep. harsh reality of business and entrepreneurship. It's not fun. Like you got to be out of your mind to want to work all the time. Yeah, talk. Yeah. You can't be a yeah. normal person. Yeah. Can't be like your your brain can't be normal to to never want to stop working. This and is this any, why there's, there's very few people that have ever achieved that level of success. And for everyone who says I'm gonna work smart, all the smartest people on earth, Sam Altman of OpenAI, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Charlemagne, everybody's up at three, four, five, and six o'clock in the morning. Getting seven days a week with automation. You notice every billionaire that you got, and I love Tim Ferriss dearly. You notice every billionaire that we've ever talked to, no one's ever mentioned a four hour work week. They would have bought every company associated in that book to free up all the time. It's not possible. I know Key's going up there tomorrow. They tell a HQ Zuckerberg being at four o'clock in the morning, he's mega rich. So much so, him and his wife said, "Hey, man, let's let's put a database for all the diseases together." Yeah, and even Come the people that, that that make it look cool, you know who everybody. I heard this from a variety of different people. The hardest working person in in music, future. Yeah, the future doesn't stop working. This is somebody yeah. who you probably wouldn't think. You look at future, you're not thinking that he's a workaholic. Like they said, the, the guy stays in the studio, studio for ten hours. Non-stop. Nah, Christmas birthdays. Every, yep, Little Wayne, another one. This Never. guy was staying in the studio since he was twelve years old. Had no, had no life. Like literally in the studio every single night. These are the things you're not, you're not, you wouldn't expect these type of people to have that level of work ethic. But once again, they don't. Nobody reaches this level of success by accident. Doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. That's what I want everybody to understand. So it's like the pushback of. Yo, we got to have a balanced life. Is you are perpetrating ideas that have never been said by anybody at the level. You never, like you said, you, you, I read Steve Jobs' book. This guy wasn't even, that'd be to his own kid. I'm not, I'm not advocating for that, but I'm just saying, I've never, I read a lot of these autobiographies, Ted Turner. I've never heard any, person at that level of success that said they got there by working five hours a day. That does not work. I, 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 I haven't heard it. it did. <laughs> Just haven't heard it. I wish it did. It, does, it doesn't work on any level. I wish you well. I wish yeah. you well. In order to get to the freedom you want, got to be unbalanced for a yeah. few years. Yeah. I, I was going to touch on the magic thing because I had this conversation after we heard him speak. And it goes, it kind of goes into that theory of like, why do we keep putting a cap on how how successful are the elite in our community are? So like Magic's been at the 500, 600 million dollar mark for the past five to 10 years. And yeah. all he's done is added more acquisitions to his portfolio, whether it was LaGuardia, whether it was now with the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Magic has to be a, a billionaire at this point. Maybe, right? Like, don't this, know. He's acquired ownership in the Do- I don't care if he has 1%. He's acquired ownership in the Dodgers. He has the MLS team. Yeah. He's I mean and there's there's things that we don't even know about that he's working on. To say that he's wor- he's been at the same spot. He's the largest owner of Starbucks yeah. outside of 
Starbucks. He has 120 yeah, followers. Says, yeah. And then, yeah. But then he also keeps going. That's and he's not stopping. I put a clip up from Rich Paul today, and that's the last thing I'll say about this. And Like I said, I, I routinely still sleep on the couch, either at my parents' place or I slept on the couch at my own place. You need it. I never want to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You never, you never make it. You never make it because there's always a different level to go to. And it's mm-hmm. like once you start to feel comfortable, you start to be complacent. And once you get complacent, things start Definitely. to fall apart. Yeah. This is how empires fall. Empires fall because what now I say kings get dethroned because of their negligence. Once you start to feel like you made it and you could just go on a holiday every single week and you could sleep in and you got such a a, a nice mattress. They said hard oh, times Lord. lead hard time. I forget it. Hard times lead to great men, soft times right. lead to soft men. Like it's not meant. You have yeah. to keep that edge. Everybody keeps edged differently. But I just want to just encourage that to entrepreneurs. Yeah. When you get to the point where you can buy a Rolex, when you get to the point where you can have a luxury car, don't let your foot off the gas. Once you let your foot off the gas, you might you might not get an opportunity. Again. Again. It's the Steph, Mar- Steph Marbury said that. He's like, it's the second I'm not working on my craft, somebody is watching me and trying to take my spot. So you got to wake up with that curve, right? Every day that I'm not working, somebody else is because it, yep. it's the truth. Somebody right now is watching. I'm, I, can, I can do this better than them. In fact, they did it first. Here's how I can make it better, right? That is the mentality of the people that are watching you. And so you have to wake up to, with that, that type of mindset where like, All right, if I'm not working, somebody's trying to get better. I got to get better. The, I got profit margin on everybody copying not going that well, though. Yeah, well, we know that, but... <laughs> how do I get better? <laughs> how do I get better today? Right? Like, if hello. I, I used to, hello, hello. We used to wake up every day. I would walk into school and they're like, "Good morning. Today's gonna be a great day." How do you know? Because we have the opportunity to be better than we were yesterday. Yeah, that's how I know. Yeah. We here. Oh, you're and so optimistic. Of, yeah, well, we should be. We're alive. We got a chance. Yeah, like it, it, even with this show, like God wrestling. So for my granddad, like, I remember my granddad was like, "Yo, you get to play on a computer and make money." Like I worked in a factory. You have no bad days as a black person. Black people couldn't talk in 1950, so we get to talk and be on a computer inside of our house. Like we had, like you said, we have to go create harsh environments to keep that edge. But like you said, a lot of times when people get comfortable, and we saw it with Meta last year, you can see the fervor and excitement that he has, and he's pouring that back into the product. For all of my entrepreneurs, all of my creatives, find your edge in your market. For me, it's reading. Second book. My baby was reading his book last night. Susanna did his book report on this uh, book, Bold, by Pierre Diamandis. Third book, Narconomics, How to Run a Drug Cartel. It's a great book to understand how good pharmaceutical skill. companies good are. Good skill. Good skill. What is, what, you, what is Narconomics? What, what, do they use a specific um, cartel as an example? Yes, kudos to all of those that I got to go to Mexico. So shout out to all of them. <laughs> Thank you for letting me be safe. <laughs> Definitely can't shout none of them out. Woo! No, no um, trouble. We don't want no trouble. Narconomics. Yeah. I'm interested in that. So it, it's, like, it's a it's great not, book. I'm gonna put it in my great book. book. I, yes, it's one of the ones I probably shouldn't even talk about publicly, but this is one of my favorites. It's by Tom Wainwright. Yes, Narconomics.
Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, next week we'll talk about how copycatting is not a blueprint <laughs> for success. That's gonna be in the in the show run. <laughs> we'll t- I can't we'll be six e o four. It don't work. We'll save no. That. Just I mean, just an observation. We'll save that for next. Just week. an observation. Yes. Yeah. Never a means yeah. of transportation. Um. This week we will be in Boston, Massachusetts, yes. for the BECMA's Mass Black Expo. Yes. Shout out to uh yeah the great city of Boston, in the whole area, Providence, the whole the whole uh area up there new england boston convention center and exhibition center a lot of people have been asking when we're gonna come to boston so we will be in your area get your tickets yeah get your tickets new england and um we will see you guys saturday yeah this friday this friday this friday big friday for the earn your leisure family our brother abdullah is being honored as a power 50 under 40 um yeah, 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 yeah. Ab, he is that's dope as hell. The, Shout out to the youngest in charge, and, and now he's being honored uh, for all the hard work and dedication that he puts into to the Earn Your Leisure consistency and getting up every day and working hard. Uh, he, I mean, boy, don't sleep, man. So, shout out to him. Uh, that yeah. is a huge, huge, huge deal. And so, we, we want to congratulate him here publicly. Shout out to you, and thank you yeah. to A16Z for the hospitality this yes. weekend, Megan. Chris Lyons, Judine, Deb, Deb, the whole team. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Um, always a pleasure whenever we get to hang out with you guys. Uh, yeah. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. We'll talk about some of that. Yeah. Sure. Next. Yeah. Next week we'll definitely talk about uh, yeah. some of the stuff we learned from from being in that environment with some multi billionaires um, and some some very very interesting people in the world of technology. Uh, and what they're doing, what the future looks like for tech, especially from black entrepreneurs and founders. It's a, uh, it's warming. Shout out to um, A3C yes. Conference, uh, Ryan Glover and Paul appreciate Judge Greenwood. Um, thank you guys. Appreciate the hospitality. Big yeah. Facts podcast. Shout out to Big Facts family that interviewed us. That was dope. And shout out to Kenny Burns. KB. Of course. Kenny, I appreciate it. Dream is real. Appreciate you guys as always. Love is love. Uh, yeah. Can I get my little shout outs out real quick and then we wrap up? You know, yeah, that. go ahead, man. What you got? What you got? Uh Ross Mack, Budgetista. Uh had a blast. Cedric. Uh he he drops. I'll talk about what we talked about when we we're done with the panel. But uh really quickly, I was like, How much money do you need going forward? He's speaking of real estate and tech. It's like at least like 20 years from now, you're going to need 15 million. Cedric, who? Just, Cedric uh, Nash? Entertainer? Yeah. No, no. Cedric Nash. Nash. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to need 15 million just to be able to live off the 4% rule based on where they're telling us inflation is going to go. 15. Got to got, work hard every day. Uh, of course, Paul Judge. Shout out ATO Jacob. I appreciate you. Polo to Don. I appreciate you. So, yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. Y'all Shout celebrities, y'all sold out. Y'all saw your soul. I ain't with Doja. I ain't with Sam Doja Smith. Cat. Doja Cat. Illuminati <laughs> with my mind, soul, and my body. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Y'all playing Prodigy this morning. Rest in peace to the great one, the GOAT, yeah. Prodigy. Yeah.
That's that's one of my favorite rappers of all time, man. Yeah, indeed. me too. Indeed. indeed. At right. one point in time, Prodigy, no, give him credit, best. was number yeah. one. Was the best. That's that's a, no disrespect. No disrespect. No, no disrespect. He was never fact. number one. When he was spitting all of that, the infamous, and making all the features on the Wu Tang album, on Nas album. What, was Nas alive? Yeah. So he could never been number one. Illuminati, my soul, and my body. Was, wait, 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 trying to keep the arm. Was big here? Like tidal wave. It was debatable that Prodigy was the best rapper. That's a fact. A Even Jay Z said that. Even Jay Z said that. Jay Z said that. What did, what did he say? He said at one point in time, Prodigy was the best rapper. He's one of the best rappers. He is one of the best rappers. He still I, is one of the best rappers. He was never the number that 94, one. 95 swing. No. 94, forget Boy. that. Look, my, 94. My right here. Who they argue about the best MC? Okay. Well, Jay wasn't part of the conversation. It was Nas. It was Jay. It was. I almost got in a fight about, about Prodigy. Man. I was there for him. Like, Prodigy, was there. different. Prodigy, different. Prodigy man. Like, but that don't mean he was the that was number the era. one. That was an error. That was an error. Chad that was an error. In that conversation in, in no, he wasn't, but he put himself in the conversation and showed you why. He, he's 96, yeah. 96, 98, 98. 94, though. Prodigy. Is he enough? That's 97. But even he said he didn't really appreciate it until the second one came out. So I X'd your name out. So he, it, it, when he said that, even even nobody was really even um, co-signing that. Nobody. Volume 2 is when they was like, Hard Knock Life yeah, came out. Crazy. That changed everything. Yeah, that changed yeah. everything. I lived through it. Yeah. I seen it. Seen it on my own. Uh, shot. Rest in peace yeah. to DMX. Yeah. Great one, yeah, yeah. I asked your name out two albums in one year. First, first artist to put out two platinum albums Insane, in one year right. to go number one. People put two out, they didn't go number one, yeah. And Buster was scorching in '96, like it was volume two, volume two. Change, yeah, yeah. Hard Knock Life, Ja Rule was Drake before Drake. Fact, big facts, fact, biggest artist in the world. Another billionaire that ain't been announced, P perhaps. Drizzy, perhaps I, all I played during 2015 when I was sleeping on the couch, I played one album. If you're reading it, it's too late. If you're reading this, it's too late. On repeat, legend. I've been there in the crib is. with the phones. Oh, hey, no calls. That that was the soundtrack to my life. Your life, yeah. Drizzy, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's one of the greatest yeah. albums. <laughs> What's well, up there? It's his. It's his. It's his best body of work. Not, tell you that much. No, it's not. That if, if you're reading this, is too late. It's a great album. Legend. It's not better. That's legend. You guys running through the six with my woes. You had that. You got the legend. The legend song. Give me legends fire. Yeah, yeah. Fire. It's a great album. You got the song with Travis on there. Not better than nothing was the same. And that goes for. I mean. Any publication, any real hardcore Drake fan has been there since 2007. Nothing was the same to take Nothing care of. Nothing was the same as fire. That's, that's the best. He, I mean, in his uh, interview on Rap Radar. Oh, he says, it's 10 bands on if you're reading this. 10 bands on it. I don't know. It's a great album. It, it depends on the, your, your palate. See, me, I like the hustler music. So I'm not really into, I don't care about the disco song. I don't care about the relationship song. I like the hustler music. So when I'm listening to... But there's some shit that's not... I'm, I'm a legend. I'm a, when I die, I'm yeah. a legend. That's just theme like music. Like 10 bands, 100 time, bands, yeah. 50 bands. Like... Keep going on that. When, when you start talking like that, you I I'm, I'm excited. Those are some I'm excited. Those are some no energy. Energy. I admit it. I admit it. You haven't been hot, but you're dissing Tiger. 
Yo. Yo. That is somebody else, but we're going to keep it clean. Nah, shout out to Tiger. But <laughs> body of work, to his own credit, he'll tell you. He, and he said that, uh-huh. that nothing is the same as been his best. And take most people will argue take care. I don't I think take care is a great yeah. album. Yeah, I don't know if it's his best. I, I'm gonna take I don't I think so. just, nothing was the same. I just like that. I like the house of music. Man. No, it's great songs. Like, and legend is probably his it's up there with Tuscan Leather for his best intro. Oh my god, I'm a legend. You gotta really believe that. You gotta wanna be a legend. That was that was 2015. Die a legend, that's, that's right after the Apple deal. Yeah, that was just historic. What are we doing? We got some insight on that if Apple situation if, too. If, if you're not, if you don't want to be a legend, what you doing this for? Talking about Grace. Somebody they granted him Grace to get that Apple deal. We'll talk about that another time. As soon as we know, we're gonna talk about it. Digital cartels, Apple the yeah. digital cartel, they the real to the lower. OVO October. Oh, that's this week too. Shout out to yeah, Drizzy man. October's very for all my dogs this week. Right. Oh, OVO fest this week. Oh man. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's in Toronto this weekend uh, for the the the. It was all a blur tour. Yeah. And I just saw that on Saturday too. That's fun. That, yes, Friday and Saturday he's dropping the album Friday, so he he'll debut it in Toronto. If y'all go to YYZ and don't tell me, I'll be upset now. I need to go to Pearson <laughs> real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I ain't missing another one. I missed that last one and shouldn't have missed it. Hey, why, why, they know you know why, why, see if you know, you know, yeah, Um, New York, legend in the town, Toronto, (laughs) Toronto, Toronto, no T at the end, Toronto, ladies and gentlemen, it's been real. Um, Blessed. Get your tickets to Market Monday, Chicago. Yes. Get to Market Monday, Chicago, October 22nd. 19 Keys will be joining us on stage. Legendary. One night only. One night only. Midwest. Midwest. Show up and show out. We got some surprises that we haven't announced yet. Ian will be doing some giveaways. But give, What's the giveaway? Uh, 10 Stock Club memberships and 10 Sniper. Both will be two-year access. And it's only 10, so it's easy to keep track of. So, yeah, <laughs> ain't doing that again. Got me the first time. That's another lesson I learned with the finances. You can't give too much where they don't appreciate it no more. Top, that's how I got rid of the last one. Well, why don't you give me more? You ain't never had this before in the history of your family. What you mean? Mm. This ain't enough. How about nothing? Zero. How about that? They nod. How about you go back to zero? Big facts. That's it. I'm happy though. These are just Close. jokes written by 85 South. I got love for everybody. Uh, Two thumbs up. <laughs> never really miss you till you daddy you gone. For real. The how women talk to you barometer. Who? Let's have the high women. They frozen right now. You wash some dishes when I told you to. <laughs> oh man. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, love. we'll see you tomorrow. Vic Mensa, oh, one o'clock, yeah. Eastern Standard Time. Shot down. We on the way. On the way. Peace. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.